We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? It is Monday night, and that means it's time for Unscripted here on the OBR Streaming Network. I am Michael Keefe. He is Andrew Spade. Go follow us. You see the handles on the screen. Andrew, happy Monday, my man. Oh, there, oh, there it is. Oh, there we go. Yep. That was a girthy pop. That was a yep. girthy pop, Andrew. It's a full, it's a full guy. It's a tall, it's a tall fella. Oh, what, what well, what is it? I mean, listen, it's not. We're not, this isn't Tuesday night, it's not garage beers, but what are we drinking? Look at that, I don't even know what that is, but all right. Narragansett Brewing. I do know Narragansett. A Marzen. Mm-hmm. Andrew misses the fall. Andrew misses football season. Well, this is the fall of the spring, Mike. <clears throat> this is the fall of my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, where I'm at, it was a little rainy and windy today. It's basically October weather. Uh, Marzen is right on time. You know what? Did you just, you halfway kind of corrected me because I called it a Marzen because I don't care. Are you, you that guy? Whatever you want, man. Live your life. Are you, you going to start speaking in accents now if I don't say things the right way? <laughs> I got a whole German pronunciation thing that I can do, but I don't think either of us want the show to be that. Yeah, Mike, it is a good Marzen. <laughs> All right. Okay, fine. I, I kind of even like halfway it because it really, is, I believe, is a Marzen. Ooh. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Uh, it's a exactly, and it's it looks delicious. I'm glad you're having that. Uh, welcome into the show. Welcome into Unscripted. We're truly living up to the name of the show Oof. here tonight. As bring it on, it is it is a it's a wild time here in the Keefe household. Frankly, haven't been thinking much about uh, anything. Mm-hmm. Truly, yeah. Uh, Rain is off. Got a lot of stuff going on. Got a lot of stuff going on. But the name of the show is Unscripted, and we got an hour to hang out and chat. And you guys in the comments here live have got this thing kicked off to the right way. You guys have got this thing kicked off the right way. We are talking in the comments before we even came on the air. We got fumble 13 talking about watching the XFL. We got OG Philly being like, or porn, I guess. Yeah. Now we're, now we're, Dirty. now we're comparing porn to diabetes, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Well, cake, cake, well, cake, 
to a diabetic. Right. This is this is exactly what we needed. It's exactly yeah, and, what and, we needed. And coworker Jack in the audience. Jack, what are you doing? Jack's Jack's hanging out. He doesn't want to be on the show. He just wants to try him off in the comments. He just wants to sound off. If he's doing what if he's doing what I will do sometimes, he's just like laying with his phone. Yeah, and I, I well, don't want yeah, any. It's it's midnight for him, so yeah. It's been I don't want any part of a show, Jack. but like I'll I'll get in the comments. The comments, like I get a chance to hang out with Fumble and Philly and Ty Sox and Surge and Manimal and all these guys. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in there. I'm gonna jump in there. So hey. Hey, Jack, just recently midnight, I believe, right over there. So, all right, Mike, enough skirting around it. Let's talk XFL for an hour. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> did, you, did you watch any? I didn't watch any. No, not a second. No, I mean, I'm right with you, man. I mean, like a lot of stuff going on, life stuff that isn't related to football or what we do here at the OBR. Um, and it's so, what a drink. I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, I, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you, but I have not spent a ton of time, you know, thinking, talking Brown since I was, you know, I was on Jake's podcast at the end of last week. And that was probably the last time that I really was kind of in the Browns mindset. Um, you know, there is a little bit of Browns news and I think we should start with the Browns relevant news. Cause I think it might help us segue into some other topics, but you know, Drew, Drew Petson got the job as the offensive coordinator for the Cardinals. Uh, one of those hires that was predicted, you know, um, that the, the guy on Twitter, Cleve T.A., you know, yeah. who is, is, is a great follow analytics guy, really solid betting advice, actually, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, and, a, and a good dude is, is, is obviously pretty well connected to Jonathan Gannon. I don't know exactly how, but he is. And he was talking about Petzing being gone like a week before the Super Bowl. So the Gannon hire was in the works for a while, obviously. Yeah. And then the Petzing hire, I think, was also in the works. So the good news about that is I don't think that the Browns were probably surprised by this. I think they're probably ready and, um, you know, they're going to go out and, and, and hire somebody for that job. There have been other people uh, in the media that have kind of confirmed that the way the Browns are doing this is they're waiting for all of the hires to be finalized and they will announce all of them just like they did last year in one full slate of hires, which really kills us uh, news-wise as a news organization. Um, because you're not going to get nearly as many views from one article as you would from a steady trickle of rumors about the defensive right. line coach or whatever. But that's coming probably in the next two weeks. I think they, you know, probably before the combine, which is less than two weeks away now. So um, there is stuff happening, even though it feels like it, it isn't. And hats off to the Browns, frankly, for keeping uh, news about assistant coaches from leaking at all. That's, if you think about it, kind of a, a remarkable achievement. But they're good at. I mean, if, if, if we can talk about all the things they're bad at, but if you want to talk about the things the Browns are maybe the best in the league at, the Browns are maybe the best in the league. Yeah. yeah. At, at nothing leaks out of that. That is. Yeah. That is a. They are the yeah. They're the Gandalf of NFL teams. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, you know, I I, I even feel like listen, and you guys are going to get this with us here tonight, and we're going to do our best. Mm. But even in our Slack channel, with all of us oh, maniacs, boy. yeah, mm. with all Crickets. of us maniacs crickets that are sitting there desperately trying to write about the Browns or, or come up with rumors about the Browns or whatever. Drew Petson gets hired as the offensive coordinator. And it was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And, and I don't know. It it just, yeah. You know, you don't, everybody wants to know like, Oh, is that a big loss for, I don't know. 
Right. I don't know if it's a big, I don't know right. if it's a big gain. Yeah. That's the thing. It's what I have decided. I was sitting here thinking about it before. It's what I've decided, Andrew. And and it's why it's, it's hard to get, for me, I can't get worked up about any of this stuff. I can't get worked up about Jim Schwartz. I can't get worked up about this or that or whatever, because in the NFL, it's all results-based. Yep. In the NFL, it's all, okay, you've hired this guy. What are they going to do, right? right? For example, we damn near laughed Brian Dable out of Cleveland. You're absolutely we right. hated Brian Dable yeah, here. Everybody absolutely. hated I, I Brian I did for Dable. sure. Yep. Everybody did. Yeah. There wasn't anybody out there that was like, ah, oh, but Brian Dable, uh, yeah. the dude just won the NFL coach of the year. Right. Dude won yeah. NFL coach of the year. Yeah, you, when he was here, he was a bad guy and a bad coach. <laughs> you know you know what the NFL is to me? It fits great with this show. It is just anarchy. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild thing because truly yep. – yeah. Past history doesn't determine future success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we want it to. Right. We want it to. Right. We want it to be like, oh, well, that guy sucked doing that. So he's going right. to suck over there and he's going to suck there. No, he doesn't. He sucked over here and then he gets good over there. And mm-hmm. guys learn over time and things happen. Yep. And it's just, it's such anarchy. Like, so, yeah. so when these things happen, Andrew, and we want to like, all right, so what do we think is going to happen here? What do we think of what do we think of Jim Schwartz? What do we think of this or that? It's just I don't I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does yeah. because right. you can't look backwards and say, "Well, look what he did there. That's what he's going to do here." It's not yeah. how it works. Yeah. Oh, well, crazy. maybe we'll just change the name of the show to Uncertainty. Unscripted uncertainty, truly. Right. Yeah, just tune in for an hour of two guys drinking beer and shrugging their shoulders emphatically. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, it might work out. I don't know. I don't know. I think the only thing that's interesting about the quarterback coach thing is just that um, if he didn't get that job, they probably were going to run the offensive staff back as a whole, uh, is my sense. And um, now that there is an opening, they have the opportunity to try and find somebody uh, that, that comes from a different background uh from Stefanski to try and help uh Deshaun Watson's you know uh the the meshing of the Watson you know what Watson's background with what Stefanski likes to run so you know that's the one thing you know I see people in chat asking about possible replacements the one name that has been reported is James Urban who is a coach that has a long personal history with Kevin Stefanski going all the way back to when uh he coached Stefanski at Penn when Kevin was in college so um, that's the sort of the personal connection link. Um, and then, uh, I don't, I, our, our guy, Brad Stainbrook had a name in our site that I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I'll just say broadly that it is somebody who is more connected to Watson's past that does not have experience with Stefanski. And so that would represent a, you know, a, an opportunity to bring new ideas into the offensive side of the, the building. And listen, to Paul Spencer's question here, do we think they've been looking for that replacement for a while? No, yeah, I think to Andrew's point that he made, yeah. uh, that that this Petsing thing has been, they've been talking about this for a while. Uh, Gannon, you know, it wasn't any surprise that Gannon got named the head coach in Arizona. Uh, and so obviously, again, we've talked about this on this show. Guys are making phone calls behind the scenes. I know we want to talk about yep. tampering or whatever, but guys know guys and they're making phone calls and they're sending text messages. And And so, yeah, I think the Browns have known about this for a while. And I think they've been looking for a replacement. I think the other thing that people want to talk about is, uh, and and for, yes, okay, fumble. Yes, 
or not fumble. You're talking to Red Leader. Red Leader, what the hell is this? He's being friendly. What the hell is this? The guy knows Everybody what he likes. Listen to me, get everything wrong, and Andrew always be right. What, how much is he paying you for this? My experience has been that most people agree with you, so I think one person agreeing with me is probably okay. No, no, one is too many. One <laughs> is too many. Entirely too many. Okay. Red leader. Right. Oh, I tried, Red. Oh, uh, you know what? You got Red Leader, though. You got... I don't know what that says, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, all right. Listen, um... Yeah, I, I I think the other question that people are going to have is, um, are they going to have Deshaun Watson and his people involved? I mean, you're looking for a quarterback coach. Right. Yeah. Like, I would hope so. Right. Yes, exactly. I would hope so. Yeah. You, right. You're paying this yeah. dude two hundred a quarter of a billion dollars to be your quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah if, if there's a guy that's out there that knows him really well mm. and that – can meet with Kevin Stefanski and say, I can get the most out of this guy. I know how exactly. to coach this guy. Right. Go, go get him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at this. We're gonna, we got it. We got it. We got a streak of subscriptions. Yeah. Who did it? Somebody, somebody gifted a, just a boatload of subscriptions. Um, Mike, are you, are you smoking darts again, man? What's going on oh, with you? Dude. So here's the, here's the story. Everybody in my house got really sick. No oh, bummer. They got that like respiratory thing that just yeah. this time of year. Right. Yep. Well, I avoided it. Oh, really? My wife and my two kids were just, I mean, just, it was gross around here. They <laughs> felt, they felt terrible. Uh-huh. And, and I avoided it. I avoided it. Except for it like has taken my voice away from me. And so I don't know. I don't know. So I just got this. Look at OG Philly. Look yep. at you, buddy. Yep. Shout out to OG Philly. The MVP of this show is certainly not coming yep. from me. Nope. Uh, but OG Philly. Giving out, look at, and we got more. I think more people yeah, are doing some, it. Somebody too. else, somebody else did something as well. Ian will set us straight here in a second. Yeah, we got the, oh, we red, got the red leader. Now, co- come on, red. Friends. I was just sitting, I was just sitting over here talking shit about you, red. Yeah, and now you're out here gifting subs. I can't talk shit about you. Good men, good men. Yeah, good men. Love you guys. Love you guys. I mean, um, I'm assuming I shouldn't assume gender. I apologize. Lo- yeah, God, it's a football. It's a football women, show. With, do you think any women? Want to look at these two faces? <laughs> look at somebody else did it. Uh, you know what? We're just gonna do okay. This. Yeah, I feel I like I'm just hosting. I feel like I'm hosting like a PBS like uh, uh, telethon. <laughs> another, another one. Just I mean, we're on. having a blast. We're having a blast. Pat Shea got in on the action with ten. I it's, first of all, it's Pat Shayaka, and uh, I can't Pat click Shayaka. On Isn't it Pat Shea? C A. Is he from California? Say it out loud. Say it out. Do you not know how to read? It's no, Pat that Shiaka. would be I, Pat Shiaka. I told him a long time ago that I'm not calling him Pat Shay. He's Pat Shiaka. Yeah. Somebody We're, did it again. Another five. This is fun. I, I don't. It, this is what happens when you truly show up without content. You just look at Paul Spencer. Let everybody else do it. Take care of it. We just shout out this people's is, names for a half. Listen, hour. we're not talking about anything, but we're making money for the show because <laughs> these dudes are awesome. Paul Spencer, the, the most generous fans. We really, yeah, appreciate you guys it. are awesome. You guys yeah. are awesome, and you know what? The more you guys do this, uh, the less again, we will send, prepare. Send thank yous. <laughs> send thank yous. Uh, but the more people do it, uh, the more we get people getting getting. You know, more experience with the OBR and 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 and, yeah. and hopefully yeah. having fun with us, and it's awesome. So we love, yeah. and that's more people that'll come in with us uh, and hang out, and more good people to talk to us. We love it. Thank you guys for yeah. for that. So, 
All right. Um, so let let me get you. Let's get us back on the rails here, because this, yeah, this, this, this is yeah. Ty asked a great question. The, that frames it up perfectly. It's the two things I want to talk about. I I think Watson famously has been. It's been reported is very open to coaching, and I think one of the reasons he is in Cleveland is that he uh, is willing to be coached hard and liked what Kevin Stefanski had to say to him about what he could improve. So that's one piece. The other question there about will uh, Stefanski not hire one of his cronies is (laughs) I I, I think a legitimate question. And the next thing I was going to talk about Mike, because I I don't know James Urban. I don't, I mean, to, to your point, I don't know how this stuff works out at the level of the quarterback coach. James Urban has a resume. He's been with the Ravens for the past few years. He's qualified. It's not that I'm saying he's not qualified, but it would continue a disturbing trend if Fansky went to somebody that he had a long personal relationship with to hire as the next, as, as another coach, especially when this, this presents such a clear opportunity to try and find somebody, as you said, Mike, that can cater specifically to what Deshaun wants and needs as a player. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm sorry, I'm talking and clicking at the same time. I don't you know, I don't know that I'm worked up about it as much as you are as far as the disturbing trend part of it. I think I think what, yeah, we're, just we're, what we continue to talk about is Mike Prefer. Yeah. And again, that is well, what it is. I mean, Je- Jeff Howard was in Minnesota. Um, you know, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, yeah. there it's not just Prefer, right? There, there are other not, guys but, on the staff. But again, I just I can't sit here and make the assumption that. Oh, he knows them, so this is a bad move or whatever. Like you're going, no, hire not, and I'm not saying know. that. I'm you're saying gonna, I'm saying that that he will continue. He, he obviously prioritizes it to a certain degree. Correct. Yeah, uh, and I think I think if they continue I, you know, I, to under underperform, then it becomes a very easy target. Oh, for sure. I though I I think the organization though from the top on this one is going to be a little bit more. Uh, probably hands on, all hands on deck kind of style. I would hope. Yeah, exactly. Like I would, I would exactly. think yeah. that this will be a little bit more all hands on deck as far right. as Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, and and like they probably will tell Kevin Stefanski, like you get the final say on this, mm-hmm. but right, like this is our half billion dollar quarterback. This right. is the guy right. that we've kind of leveraged everything in our franchise for. We got to get this. We got to get a quarterback coach that's going to come in and get the most out of him. Yep. And so I, 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 I can't imagine they're just going to say, Ke- "Yeah, Kevin, you got a right. guy you know from high school that you want." Yeah. Right. He's right. fine. That's yeah. great. Right. Yeah. Is your brother available? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Steve Stefanski. Yeah. Uh, Warpath with with ten more. Thank you to oh. Warpath. Did you, We're doing. You and I clicking this thing. <laughs> I swear to God, if you click it one more time, I'm coming. I am jumping on a spaceship. <laughs> Coming out to Avatar Land and uh-huh. smacking you in the face. Oh, that was great. Shout out to Warpath. Yeah. I wasn't I, trying. Again, yeah. What does it matter, though? Like, what no, you're does. Right. You're right. What, what does. No, and but this is. No, no, no. I'm not making a point here, actually, to be honest. Oh, okay. You're uh, asking the question. Yeah, what's the matter? What's, what's, uh, how significant is the quarterback coach hire? Because, again, in my head, all this stuff flows from the top down. Right? It's, it's why. I was willing to say maybe Jeff Howard doesn't suck. Yeah. Because maybe the system that he was trying to coach him was just ridiculous. Yeah. Because that's what Joe Woods had put in. How much is how much impact is the quarterback coach going to have? And, and and how much say should Deshaun Watson have? Right. No, and I think those are fair questions. I, I all I would say is that 
one of the things that I think NFL teams should prioritize when they are putting together staffs is a diversity of thought, not just in terms of backgrounds, but also in terms of um, uh, approach, right? And I, I think one of the risks that, the, that you run with an organization that has as strong of a culture as the Browns do, uh, and analytically inclined, is that you, you, you can sometimes limit the types of input and types of thought that you are cultivating and encouraging. Um, and, and so the reason that it might help uh, Deshaun Watson and the offense at large to bring somebody in with a more of a college background, with more of a an air raid, you know, uh, uh, Mike Leach style background, for example, is that it's a different way of thinking about the game of football. And I, I don't, I think one of the concerns that that a, a, a bar that they need to pass, and especially on the offensive side, is is proving that they have the ability to adapt and and show that diversity of thought. Yeah, so we got E. Gillen here. Does Kevin Stepanski need some outside the box QB coaching? I think that's a great question. Yeah. Do I do I think the answer to that is yet? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, like Kevin Stefanski's you can talk about track record with things with Kevin Stefanski, right? You can question some coaching decisions, you what whatever. You can do all that stuff. Can you really question how quarterbacks have performed under Kevin Stefanski? Well, here here's the only thing I would say, Mike, is that there's a difference between raising the floor of a limited quarterback and getting the most out of an elite quarterback. That's a great point. God, stop it. Stop. I can't argue with you. I can't argue with that. (laughs) And so most of what we see, red leader is right. He's right. Red leader. All the way back time, all the way back to Kirk cousins. That's been his MO, right? I mean, cousins is, is probably the most talented of those, the three quarterbacks I'm thinking of. But it's it's the same flavor of offense, right? It's hide their weaknesses, uh, you know, for, foreground their strengths and and put them in play action and favorable down and distance and rely on the running game. Now you've got a guy that throw all those rules out the window. Do not worry about down and distance. Let him make plays. Let him create. You know that's a it's a different thing. And and you know I mean we you brought Brian Dayball up earlier. His transition from an Eric Mangini wannabe yeah. to a guy that clearly does not give a shit and just wants to kind of sling it is like that's the sort of thing that we're talking about here, right? Is he yes. had one way that he thought things had to be done and he had to kind of be broken down to get to the point where all of a sudden he was embracing Josh Allen and the and the nonsense they run in Buffalo. Well, listen, and 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 I, I think you made, I think that's a great point. I think what you said is a great point. I think Kevin Stefanski has been so good at raising the floor that I think sometimes in my own head, I kind of equate it to he's getting the most out of his quarterbacks. And, and maybe he is and maybe he isn't, but this is different. And you look at all the guys Kevin Stefanski has coached, not one of them has ever had yeah. the at least potential ability of Deshaun Watson. So yeah, maybe maybe there is a, a new again, maybe he needs to be open. Not maybe, he definitely needs to be open to maybe guys that he doesn't know real well. And guys that could come in here and 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 relate to Deshaun Watson on the football field, on the practice field in a way that gets him to elevate his game. Because again, we can all judge what we saw from Deshaun Watson last year, and we do, and that's fair. 
But I don't, I, you know, I don't think any of us can say, well, that's that's the Deshaun Watson you can expect to get coming into a full right. season. Right. So you got to coach him up the most. Uh, Ian, I, I do have to, I'm going to go back to the comments for a minute. Ian, yeah, with a no, lovely this note. This is great. Yes. A lovely thank you uh, to Philly and Red Leader and Pat Shea and, and Paul Spencer and Warpath. And then kind of a subtle shot at us, Ian. Kind of a yeah. subtle shot. Yeah. What well, the hell is this? Yeah. Just because we got like 50 people in here, 40 people, whatever. I don't know. I've seen streamers with thousands of viewers get less support. Okay, we're working on it. It's not the size of the stream. It's what you do with it, right? Isn't that what we've always heard, Mike? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just, just, just you know my one... favorite. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. One, one more thought on this Watson thing. I, I, I just want to sum, sum up like not only the the change, but it's also like it's a change in how you think about right, like. One of the things when you watch even the Chargers with Herbert, you know, even though that offense was disappointing at times, but like the Bills, the Chiefs, they get to third and 12 and they don't see that as like a batten down the hatches and run a draw. We got we got a punt, you know, yeah, they see that as an play. opportunity, right? And so part of what the, the thought process that needs to change in the building is understanding that when you have the ball, you are you're in scoring range, right? If you are on offense, you are in scoring range, right? It's like Steph Curry, when he's handling the ball on the court, he is available to shoot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's much better than what I was going to say. I was going to make reference to the fact that when I have a voice the way I do right now, Mm -hmm. it really it really lets me get up high in the registers. I can't usually do that. Kind of do like a Jay Leno thing there. Yeah, Yeah. there I can do that. Yeah, for just for accentuation purposes. Yeah, yeah. you brought something up. Listen, again, it'll be interesting to see. I think the expectation is the reports are that in the past where Browns have, the Browns have made staff changes, they've kind of announced them all at one time. It's not yeah. fun for us because we're just sitting here speculating. We're just sitting here doing stuff like that. But um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully he is – Kevin Stefanski is open to just finding the best damn guy out there right. to – to help him coach the best damn quarterback he's ever coached and may ever coach if they can get him back on track. This may be the best quarterback. This might be the white whale, right? This is the Moby Dick situation. This might be your white whale uh, of a guy to to coach. So hopefully he goes out there and says, forget about all this other stuff. I just got to get the right guy. Um, You brought something up and it threw threw me. It's unscripted. So it threw me totally into another topic. Total boom. There we go. Uh, however, we've already mentioned this topic. There are some things. Did, did you see any even just like highlights of the XFL? No. No, no God. One. Okay, one. so there's some things. There's some things we got to talk about. There's some Great. things we got to talk about. Tell me about it. Because Describe it is, football plays to me. <laughs> because it is so much better than the NFL. Yeah. They, they do okay. some things. They do some things so much better than the NFL. First of all, you can go for one, two, or three after a touchdown. Nice. That's That's wildly better. A, yeah. a three-point attempt is a play from the 10-yard line. Nice. I love that. We, yeah. Every team should be able to do that. That's great. Mm-hmm. I, they, they solved the kickoff. The XFL solved the kickoff. They solved the kickoff in one, boom, one week, done, we've solved the kickoff. Drone? They use a drone? What do they do? They do. They do. They just drop a bunch of drones down there. It's yeah. BattleBots, actually. Nice. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. That's better than football, anyway. You and my son both love that show. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. Sense. It makes yeah. sense. Yep, it's uh, about the same. No, age they, level. they, they. I don't. I don't remember what yard line they do it at, but they line the two teams all up ten yards away from each other 
everybody is on the same yard line, but it's down. Like the guy kicks it from the same spot, but it's like, I don't know, maybe like the 30 and the 40. Okay. We line them up 10 yards and they're not allowed to move until the ball is caught. Ah, so we're eliminating all those like high impact collision situations. Maybe it's at the the 20 and the 30. Sure. That's but 90. uh, They had that in the last implementation of the XFL. They kept it for this one. 90% of kicks get returned in the XFL. That's that is great. Yeah, that's better. You don't have the wild injuries. That is that is a fixed situation. And then I love what they do with the onside kick situation. Because there isn't one. There is yeah. no onside kick. You're not just kicking the ball and hopefully it bounces weird or like hits somebody in the chest and drops to the ground or some nonsense like that. Uh, they run, it's basically fourth and 15. Right. You want to go for an onside kick, it's fourth and 15. Right. And you better gain 15 yards. And if you don't, the other team gets the ball right there. Right. But it's yep. great. It's so much better. What? Yeah. You fix things that everybody complains about in the NFL. The NFL should just watch that and go, we're doing that next year. Right. Now on, we're doing that. Yeah. Well, some somebody in chat was saying that the way that they handle, uh, Super Surge was saying the way that they handle the replay process, so it's actually all, uh, you can hear it all. You can hear them yes. discussing what they're replaying and the corrections and all that sort of stuff. That makes a ton of sense. They, they've done that in rugby for years, and I think it makes a, a lot of sense to bring that over to the NFL. So, um, yeah, I, I mean – I have for a long time been of the opinion, you know, that the NFL, the biggest thing that the NFL risks by not being more innovative in these ways is becoming baseball in the long run, right? Not, not next year, but in the long run, if, if the sport becomes too predictable and too boring, um, where, you know, or, or, or frankly, if it becomes, you know, too, too brutal, I mean, you know, horse racing used to be one of the most popular sports in this country. Uh, but people don't really like watching horses get shot. So, um, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. Nobody, it's people don't like true. That. Uh, so, you know, the, it, for the kickoff, for the example, jockeys are fine. Everybody don't worry. The jockeys are fine. <laughs> they just, the they, they walk away. Um, the, the, you know, the kickoff, for example, if you can eliminate all of those injuries that happen on kickoff return, uh, and concussions and all those sorts of really scary injuries happen on those plays. Right. Um, that's just helping make the game safer. Those are the sorts of things that the league has to do to not become the boring sport. And that's the risk, right? That is the risk that the NFL faces is once you become a cultural hegemon, which the, you know, is the only sport that everybody agrees to watch. You, you have to continue to innovate. If you rest on your laurels, you're done eventually. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like, there were things that I saw, and they were just yeah. they were just highlights. I was busy this week. There was just a lot right. of stuff going on this weekend. I, they were just highlights, but that, like there were stuff that I saw that I was like, NFL should just put that into play now. Just right th- next year, we're not going to have this big uh, – uh, we're not going to have this big conversation. We're not going to uh, – we're just, boom, going to implement this right now because it's better. That kickoff, right. one of them. Yeah. Because yeah. It, 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 it takes – the NFL is so dumb. They're just It's like a bunch of old dudes making dumb decisions. That's uh, my point. Yeah, we'll just, you know what we'll do? Instead, we'll just move the kick up further. Right. So right. now we got guys getting hurt on plays that don't matter. Yeah. Because and, the, and the kickers are just kicking it out of the back of the end zone. The stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're kicking it out of the back of the end zone, but we still got two guys colliding from 30 yards apart going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. It's so stupid. Uh so, yeah, uh, where else? I saw another comment here that I thought was great, but then I uh, lost it. I like how Warpath hasn't seen a horse race since Barbaro. Yeah. Uh, that's a great. Man, oh, Ian. Ian said it. Dislikes the fourth and 15 idea because there's so many penalties that give you automatic first downs. That goes back. Yeah, we covered that last week. That goes my, back to my point. As a former official, it's the thing I've always hated about football officiating is that a five-yard penalty gives you an automatic first down. Yep. That shouldn't happen. They should fix that. Maybe the XFL will so that you don't get an automatic first down and a holding penalty three yeah. yards down the field. But but it's there. I mean, I like the idea. I like the, again, the innovation. I like. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. I just brought up just brought up the uh, brought up the XFL a little bit. I think, Innovate or die. That's a football. Innovative guy. Who? You? Me? No, no it, I said, I said, innovate. Oh, boy. Now I said, innovate. I said, innovate or die. Innervate. Uh, which is not in a word that used to be in a book behind you. Uh, so anyways, so yeah, again, here we are, Andrew. It's it's death zone. I've got a topic, Mike. Oh, go on. Uh, did you uh, see what is going on in baseball? I mean, wh- which part? The economic uh, review committee. Oh, no, I did not see this. Yeah, so this is this is very interesting to me because it actually it really follows on to what I was just saying about the NFL needing to innovate. Um, they they have put together this. They're calling it the Economic Review Committee, I believe, and it's a, it's a handful of owners that are going to review the current financial state of the game and try and make recommendations to improve parity vis-a-vis the financial situation. Yeah. So I, I, again, baseball, baseball did exactly what you <laughs> your paint or die, says Paul Spencer. Uh, <laughs> um, it, listen, <clears throat> it's exactly what you were just saying with the NFL. Eventually, yeah. without as many big words, it's it's evolve or die. It's, it's yeah, but, right, but that exactly. baseball, baseball for years didn't want to evolve. And then instead of evolving into a more modern sport, what did baseball do? Like during during the face of all the the steroid use and the and the and the performance enhancing and all that, what did they do? They got they got moral on us. They got they got holier than thou. We're oh god, we're uh, we can't accept that. Just and they there was a way for them to address that without going that direction, but it made them feel even more out of touch and even more old and boring uh to fans like me who that baseball is my sport like that's my number one mm-hmm. uh 
and they don't innovate at all. Mm. They don't. They, they 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 do no innovating. They they understand. Here's the problem. The real problem with baseball, Andrew, is if you look at the financials of all the teams, baseball teams make way more money than any other sport. Yep. Any other sport, baseball teams make way more money than any other sport. And you've allowed it to get so out of hand with the contracts and things like that, that we're sitting here talking about like a salary floor, a salary cap. Would a salary cap and a salary floor, and I do think that's important, would that make baseball better? Yeah. Is it ever going to happen? No, it's way, it's gone. It's too far gone. Right. It's, well, it's so that's, floating that's, out. That's what they're talking about though, because, because the other the other threat that's facing a lot of the small market teams is the impending bankruptcy of Bally sports. Right. So a lot of the teams that don't have uh, stable revenue deals with their own network are going to lose the money from their regional network. Like the, 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 the guardians for sure are going to lose that money and it's only going to make this situation worse. Right. So so, so uh, the article was basically saying that the the owners. This is an article on the Athletic this morning. The owners are going to. Uh, they're already working on trying to get on the same page about the 2026 CBA, because currently they don't have enough votes. There's so much discord between the rich and the poor owners. Well, of course, that they don't have enough votes to ratify a CBA. Of course. So, of course, of course, why, why on earth, why on earth would the Dodgers owners or the Yankees owners, why on earth would they come together with Cleveland and be, and Pittsburgh right. and be like, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll side with you. Why would they do that? Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I, baseball was, was for a long time, my favorite sport. And I, I stopped really following it as much the last few years, uh, I didn't realize that the Mets payroll is $370 million yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's like two NFL teams put together. But it's just, you could say what you want. Listen, here in Cleveland, we're very familiar with the conversation of the Indians yep. slash Guardians and, and, and how successful they've been over the last 10 years. And you can say all you want. Oh, but look what they've done in the face of that, right? Mm-hmm. And And that's fair, man. Andrew, you and I, we got. I got to watch a playoff baseball game with you down in North Carolina. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, still to this day, the only team that has won a World Series that wasn't in the top half of payroll in baseball in this millennium was the 2003 uh, Florida Marlins. Right. That's the only team that has won a World Series Yep. That wasn't in the top half of spending in baseball. So for all the people that are like, oh, you don't need to spend all that money, though, because you can. Yeah, you can compete. The Guardians are going to compete again this year. Right. And frankly, they're set up to look like they're going to compete for a while. Right. Are they going to win a World Series, though? Like once once they hit the Astros. Or once they hit the Yankees or whatever, do we really feel like, all right, they got it this year? I hope they do. Right. As a fan, I'm going to root for them. But they don't. You don't win in baseball unless you're spending the money to win, right? And that is the part that sucks because you it feels like you can just buy it. Yep, and that sucks. It does. At least in the other sports, Andrew, there's a semblance of like you at least feel like you're you're on a more level playing field in other sports. 
Right. There's at least the illusion of parody. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting, though, because the, the, the... Can we stop with the porn? Can we stop? <laughs> Fumble, settle down. You told me you were my dad yesterday. Settle down, Fumble. It's it's fun to really get to know these guys, you know? Well, that's right. Uh, yeah, but it is... In, it, I will say it's interesting that they're coming up with this committee. Yeah, well, and I, I think the, see if the idea that the owners can't it. even agree amongst themselves, because if they can't present a united front to ownership, then, you know, or, you know, if they can't present, pre, I, what I mean to say is if they can't present a united front when they're facing the players, uh, the next time there's a, a labor stoppage, they could be in real trouble. That would take you back to like the 95 strike where things yep. really, you know, baseball basically, uh, you know, offed itself. Yeah, it, it and 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 again, you're going to need to be on a, on a united front there because right. the baseball players association. When you when you go to them and start talking about salary caps, I know the baseball yeah. players association is going to be like, "Whoa, what are you giving right. us for that?" Like, right, exactly. Yeah, they don't want it. Right, so you have to grow the pie to allow you know to give them a, a much larger share of revenue so that they will accept the lower you know top salaries, which is tough. Listen. If they did it, Super Surge, I'd be totally fine with it. Yeah, right. Get Bring the needles. Up. Get the needles back in the locker room. Yeah. Get these guys juicing back up again. All can stay seeing... it, There was no better time. Yeah. There were no. There was no better time as a fan. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That that mid late nineties push, McGuire mm-hmm. and Sosa and Bonds and ah, oh, it was the best. Yeah. Yeah. They should all be in the Hall of Fame, all of them. Yep. That is the official position of this show. Correct. Yeah, those dudes should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. No doubt. Uh, yep. It is nice. It's nice that it's almost baseball time. Though. I mean, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for Mike Zanino. Hey, don't get me started on Mike Zanino. He is my player to watch for the Guardians. I'm excited. I just said I'm excited. I'm excited about Mike Zanino. Oh, I'm ex- don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to get me going on Pete Rose. No, of course Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Please. Yeah, absolutely. Bet on himself. Uh, Ian, but here's the thing. I hate to say this to you, Ian, because you're working very hard in the background for us. Um, I feel like, and again, I'm not saying this to you, Ian, but I feel like the lazy take on Mike Zanino this year is this. Because Mike Zanino has had years where he hasn't broken 200 and he's had years where he has. But dive into his stats a little more, Ian. Dive into his stats a little more. The the Guardian's new catcher, any any year in his career, where he has played more than a hundred games, he has been really productive at the plate. Really productive, like 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 numbers that will stagger us as Guardians fans if it happens because of how bad the catching position has been for us lately. Yeah, Mike Zanino's really productive when he gets a hundred games under his belt. I was I was going to ask, is he as good as Luke Mail or Maley or whatever his Mayle, name is? Uh, yeah, hopefully, cool. Cool. better be. Cool. And listen, listen, we'll miss, we'll miss, I'll miss Austin Hedges. Sure. And like taking blows to the head and then like ripping his shirt off and walking around and stuff. But like, cool dude. Mike Zanino, I'm telling you to watch this guy. If they, if he gets in, if he plays 100 games, if he stays healthy, healthy. it's a classic if he can stay healthy. If he stays healthy. And if you look at his career, it's been half yes and half no. Right. Yeah. Half of his career, he's played 100 games. Half of his career, he hasn't. But yeah. any year he's played 100 games, the dude is a 20-plus bomb hitter and like a 250 to 260 hitter. 
Yeah. That's okay, awesome. Uh, going back to football, do you want to talk about uh, the Lamar Jackson situation a little bit? Or I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think we maybe tried to talk about this once and you weren't having it. No, we can talk about Lamar Jackson. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I got no problem with that. I, I just think it's really interesting because I think the Ravens might have backed themselves into a corner here where the thing that makes the most sense for them now is to trade him. Yeah, I mean, clearly there is uh, animus happening there. Clearly, yeah. clearly, yeah. yeah. you know, I don't know what they do. Have they done their OC yet? Yeah, Todd Munkin. It was Todd Munkin, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Is he, what, what is Todd Munkin? Does he have anything to do with anything? I don't think so. He was the Georgia OC the last three years. Yeah, I'm just saying, does he have anything to do with, like, Lamar in any way, shape, or form. Oh, well, you know, I think there's some sense that his offense would be a good fit for Lamar because Lamar likes the deep ball, but it then was reported after they hired Munkin that Lamar didn't really end up having too much to do with hiring the OC. So, uh, Former OC of the Browns in the kitchens here. So, if you want your quarterback to get happy feet in the pocket, roll out to the right, and then throw an incompletion, this is your guy. Well, famously, he he was... like so frustrated he was going to quit mid-season because he was working all week and then Kitchens was ignoring everything he put together every weekend. Sounds about so, right. Um, but he wore killer shirts I, to movies. Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a well-respected offensive coordinator, but it sounds like Jackson didn't have much to say about the selection. And I just think they're at the point now where he probably feels disrespected to the point where what they would need to give him contract-wise, you'd almost be better off trading him and recouping the assets. I think this is the interesting thing, and I, I and I see it on our Slack channel with the OBR. Um, I hope they sign him to a huge deal. I think it would be a mistake, but it benefits us. I, I don't know that I agree with this. Yeah, I, thought, I, I, I mm, it's challenging because I think I think it's possible, but I also think that you know Lamar when he's playing at his best, I still MVP think MVP candidate. Yeah, and 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 arguably the most dangerous quarterback in the Browns division. Yeah, I think they they uh, there's there's still a thing because of the way Lamar plays that like yeah, but he can't throw the ball. Yeah, he can. The dude can throw the ball really well. Right. He's a really good quarterback. Like yeah. I don't know. I it, again, for me, I think we can really break this thing down and talk about what does that mean for their roster and what does that mean for where they can right. spend their money elsewhere, but we've seen it. It's why the Cleveland Browns did what they did last year. There is no more important position in the right. sport than quarterback. Right. If you've got one that you can win with, you've got to roll with that. Mm-hmm. It's why we, yeah. we're seeing, God, look at the numbers they're talking about for Daniel Jones. Right. Because they made the playoffs one time with him. Yeah. Yeah. If you find a quarterback you can win with, it's invaluable. Right. And you do sign him. And figure out the rest of your roster. It's what the Cleveland Browns did. Right, exactly. Exactly. They signed yeah. him and they will figure out the rest of the roster. Right. If I'm a Raven, I'll, I'll, I'll put myself in a Ravens fans, even though I would never. <laughs> I fucking hate them. I hate them. I I would, I, I will tell you this. I think I've said it before. I will say it again. I will show up to the show with a terrible towel, wearing all black and yellow, before I would root for the Ravens for one second. 100%. I hate, I hate them. 100%. But yep. if I was a Ravens fan, besides the facts that I that I would like not be able to read and stuff like that, uh, I'd be pissed if they let Lamar go. Yeah, 
He's their franchise player, and he is a franchise player. Right. And if you don't do everything to keep that guy, I'd be pissed because you risk running into what the Browns spent two decades doing. Oh, this will be the – oh, 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 we got Jeff Garcia. Great. Oh, Trent Dilfer can do this. Oh, all right, great. Well, let's bring in Jake DeLoman. Maybe he'll bring some of the magic back. Or, oh, Colt McCoy showed flashes, and you do it. And you can't get out of the cir- right. cycle. It's happening to the Steelers right now. Kenny Pickett. Yes. Oh, look, listen to the way they talk about him. Yep. Kenny Pickett. Look how amazing he is. He sucks. But they're looking for everything that they can look for in a positive. You've got it in Baltimore. you got the yeah. guy. Right. Can the Baltimore Ravens, could the Baltimore Ravens win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson? Absolutely. Yes. A thousand percent, yes. Absolutely. So why would you put yourself in the uncertain position? Yep. I, I wouldn't do it. I'd, I'd, I'd be pissed. If I'm a Ravens fan and I'm watching this whole thing go down, that guy should get his money. He should get his money. Agreed. But 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 you also see the other side of the argument of guaranteeing a player that plays the way he does, guaranteeing him the amount of money that he probably needs now because he probably wants to exceed the Watson contract. It's probably what he's asking for at this point. So guaranteeing Lamar Jackson $250 million is a risk. It is, but I I just, uh, that is valid. But I also, I do not think that way because sure, that's a risk. But but doesn't Jimmy Garoppolo get hurt every year? Right, for sure, for sure. Does he play that way? No, he doesn't get, he doesn't play that way. Some guys get hurt, some guys don't. It is what it is. Right. But I don't know. There's only one Lamar Jackson. That's the bottom line. To me, a lot of people are saying if they let Lamar sign a big contract elsewhere, as a Browns fan, they'll be a little disappointed. They'll be a little disappointed. And for me, if if Lamar Jackson leaves Baltimore, yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm especially thr- I'm if he thrilled. leaves the, the conference. If he ends up in the NFC, yeah, I'd be thrilled. Where where there are plenty of openings. Exactly right. I mean, he would be so cool in Detroit or Atlanta. I mean, these are these are you know these are situations that would be perfect for him. Adios. I, I don't think Detroit's looking for a quarterback. No, I'm I'm just talking about fits, just in terms of like where he would be fun to watch. I yeah. would love to watch him play in in Detroit. Listen, I I would love to watch him in the NFC too, but like right. the, the people are talking about Miami. I don't think Miami's going to give up on Tua after the year he had. When well, he was they don't have the picks because they don't have a first rounder this year. But or they don't have their own first rounder this year. They yeah. Have one. Yeah. But uh, Lamar in Miami would look dangerous no, as hell. Any first round picks. Yeah. No, you're right. That would be, Correct. that would be, yeah. Uh, it's, it's just an interesting one. And it, and I think the point that you, you made that is the, you know, we for so long as Browns fans have bemoaned the stability of other organizations in our division. And the Steelers are trying to talk themselves into Kenny Pickett. And the Ravens are in a contract dispute with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. All of a sudden, the Browns, by contrast, even though things are not, things are certainly not perfect here, by contrast, at the quarterback position, we have relatively more certainty. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought know, 15 years ago that the, the Browns, well, maybe 15 years ago, the Bengals were up there because they had Carson Palmer. But right. who would have thought at certain points, the Browns and the Bengals would be the two teams that kind of were set at quarterback? And it would be the, the Ravens. This is where I want to live. This is where I want to live. This is this is the life I want to live. Yeah, this is the timeline for, for Cleveland and 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 to Fumble's point, Ohio sports fans. This is the this is good. This is where I want to be. This is this where is I want to be. 
God bless you, Kenny Pickett. I love it. Mm. Andrew, what else? What else you got? You got any other topics you want to talk well, about? Well, how was your birthday this weekend, Mike? What'd you do? Oh dang. Oh, I feel I feel so special. Uh <laughs> well, my birthday was good, man. We're gonna yeah, can you, do that high pitch thing. You uh, having fun? What did we do? Uh so uh I hit I love these golf simulators. Yeah. So I like to play golf, but it's so hard. I got to tell you, with a five-year-old and a one-year-old, it's sure. very hard to play golf. If you guys have been through it at points in your life, and I know so many of you guys are way older than me. You let me know on Twitter. Uh, but with a five- and a one-year-old, it's yeah. hard to go play like 18 holes of golf. That's like a six-hour venture from right. the time you leave your house till the time you get back. Right. And so uh, it's hard to do that. But the golf simulators, man? Look at this. Okay, Philly. Thanks, man. Thanks for the support, uh, Philly. Appreciate you. Nothing, nothing, Philly. Goodness. Uh, you get one yeah, birthday me, a year, I, Philly. Tell you what, Philly. I, when it's your birthday week, you come in here and tell us what you did for your birthday, and we'll talk about it. Oh yeah. Well, with the did the home did the home uh, throw you a nice party, Philly? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I the golf simulators are the best. First of all, it's a bar. It's just a bar, and they've sports on. And yeah. it's like from nine to, I went like Friday night, nine to 11. Nice. Oh, golf. Nice. Great. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, we had, we had friends over. You will recognize Dan Wise. Uh, he hits the comments pretty frequently on my shows. A buddy of mine lives right around the neighbor, uh, in the neighborhood here. And uh, his, his kid is the same kid. His boy Lincoln is the same age as Patrick. So he and his wife came over. They have a brand new baby, one month old. Uh, so they came over and just like hung out. It was great. Saturday night was a blast. And then yesterday I played uh, Super Smash Brothers mm. Mario mm-hmm. with my son for hours. <laughs> for hours. It was the best day to the point my mom had us over. Yeah. Uh, for like dinner and stuff. And we were late because I was like, oh, crap, Patrick, like we got to go. And then we did that. That's awesome. That's and then we awesome. came back and played some more after we were at my mom's house. It was great. Uh, we watched, uh, Katie and I last night watched the, what's it called? The Last of Us, the, yeah. the new show that everybody's watching. Great. We're caught up on it. It's great. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was cool. It was just a cool weekend. But again, my uh, brother-in-law, who is also one of my co-hosts on Garage Beers, is getting married on Saturday in Nashville. Oh, okay. So we leave Wednesday. And okay. like, okay, that's what everybody's thinking about right now. It's that's going to be a that, real fiesta that, that. too. Nashville for a, for a, and the weather's supposed to be great. It is. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be in the sixties and seventies. It's going to be Nashville. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just a normal birthday. Uh, I like that. We get to the point, you get to a point where like you get gifts for your birthday and you get excited about weird stuff. Right. Yeah. So as you guys probably remember, I spent two weeks in Miami uh, a couple weeks ago. And the thing I miss most about Miami is uh, called Cuban coffee mm-hmm. uh, because it's just like an espresso, but the, they have their own type of espresso that the Cubans make. And it's amazing. My wife bought me like a Cuban coffee maker with that kind of espresso that you hey. have like special order. There you go. And I am so amped up. On well, caffeine. yeah, obviously. And I'm just like, let's go. Let's just drink all the Cuban. Oh, yeah. No, listen, it was great. I, you know. Uh, my son lost my my favorite thing that happened on my birthday. I will share this with you guys. Not that you guys care about all this, but uh, my son lost his first tooth. And then he lost his second tooth just like two hours later. 
You must have really so, gotten into the whole Super Smash Brothers thing. You were throwing elbows. I was, yeah, I was just throwing both. No, yeah, yeah he lost his first teeth. Out. It's great. That's awesome. Congratulations. I got to be, I got to be the tooth fairy for my birthday. Awesome. Best awesome. time ever. Uh, about the golf simulators, do you do you get to play like an exotic course that you wouldn't normally get to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got they got like all the like you can play St Andrews if you want. You can play Torrey Pines. You can play literally anywhere. What did you play? Uh, we played. Um, let's play something in Wisconsin. Actually, Whistling Straits. Whistling Straits. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Of course, kicked my ass. There's a lot of water. <laughs> There's a lot of water. There's a lot. Yeah, of water. They, they call it Lake Michigan, Mike. There's a lot of water. Uh, of course, and I found it a few times. Yeah, yeah. It, times. It's right there the whole time. It doesn't move much. Yeah. So no, it was good. It was a good weekend. So all right. Uh, well, yeah. No, that's that's all I've got. Paul Spencer's got a birthday coming up. Did I see that? Two I weeks. I do too, actually. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in like three or three and a half. So all right. So birthday. Bunch of Pisces birthday hanging parties. out together. Yeah, yeah, love it. Uh, cool. All right, Rex Fortune has asked this three times. Do we have any? Do we care about this in the in the draft? Oh, Not your question, uh, Rex. We appreciate you for asking the question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. You know, I. I actually. This is worth talking about for a second because I. I think reflexively people are going to think that they need to address defensive tackle in the draft because it is, was such uh, a weakness of the team this year. Um, the way this front office has operated, uh, glaring weaknesses get addressed in free agency. The draft is for investments. So I think probably what you, you're more likely to see, relatively more likely to see, is uh, two mid-range free agents being signed to start a defensive tackle and then perhaps a draft pick at some point if the value is there. But I would say the second round pick is more likely to be an edge player or a wide receiver based on the way this, uh, this uh, front office uh, manages their assets. I agree with that a thousand percent. Every time uh, we do a lot of the mock drafts and stuff and, and I'll get involved in some of that stuff. I would much rather see the Browns address a wide receiver with their first pick in the draft. Because well, there's going to be some good yeah. ones there still. Mm-hmm. There will yeah. be some good ones sitting there. Right. I would much rather see them address a wide receiver there yeah. and and hit. I think they're going to hit defensively because there's holes offensively, guys. Yep. There's holes offensively. You're you're going to have to bring in another running back. Yeah. You I, We can all talk about Jerome Ford all we want, but that's it. It's, it's, yeah. it's Chubb and Ford right now. That's what you got. Right. So I would not be surprised to see the Browns draft a running back. Right. I would not. I think they will draft a wide receiver. I think they can hit some of these. I think they can draft offensive line depth, which they need. Yep. I would yep. not be surprised for the Cleveland Browns draft this year to be very, very heavy offense. Mm-hmm. With the, of course, you know, you know, Barry's going to draft a cornerback, so that'll be in there yep. at some point. Right. But I think I think the draft could be really heavy offense, and I think I think you could be looking at any move they're going to make free agent wise to be defense. I think they focus the defense there. I agree with you a thousand percent, Andrew. Yeah. And you know, I think the one thing I'll say is if there is, I, I, I'm not up on the draft, especially the first round stuff, because you know, we don't have a first round pick. Um, but if there is a player that falls, if there's a defensive tackle that's supposed to go in the first round that ends up falling into their range, yeah. they could pull a JOK type move and move up a little bit to get a first round talent. Yeah. If if you know if that if that player were to fall for a reason, so yeah, you know that that's the the exception that would exist to that rule that I that I uh, 
laid out a little bit ago. But but yeah, generally, the way you want to think about the draft for the Browns is this is a player that they're going to have for four to five years. So it's a player that they want to believe is going to be meaningful, uh, yeah. contributing to a meaningful position for a long time. And defensive tackle, unfortunately, doesn't often do that um, out of the draft. So uh, still plenty of time to talk about that. And I know, you know, um, we're going to start really cranking up the offseason coverage uh, in the next few weeks. The combine is right around the corner. Uh, our Brad Stainbrook will be there. So we're going to start to have more like Brown specific topics, more, you know, we, we will have these conversations, but I think this tonight was a great excuse to kind of, you know, be a little goofy, have a little fun and and talk about a few things that have been on our mind without, you know, we will cover all of this offseason stuff just as much as any other show. So don't, you know, don't expect that it's always going to be quite as, Lucy goosey as it was tonight this yeah, is maybe a, for you know, the next few weeks maybe for the next yeah few i mean look it's on the if, frankly it's on the browns you know if they want us to talk about things that are more interesting they should do something interesting i'll well, just say that but listen get over to the website too because jack duffin has an awesome collection yeah. of articles about uh free agent targets that yeah. uh a few guys have jumped in on with him brad ward i know has done a, a lot of it yeah. uh, so get onto the website there's mock drafts happening all over the place on the website it's it's just it, I, listen the OBR is the the it's the yep. oldest independent Browns site out there. It's the best Browns coverage you're gonna get. So get over there uh, and make sure you check that out. So listen, guys, I, I gotta tell you, I, I'm gonna run down the week for the OBR. I'm gonna talk about everything else, but I I usually I save my big thank you for the end of the show. It's starting now. What yeah. you guys did tonight, yeah, in the comments, so much fun. The what you guys did with all the gifted subs, yeah, uh, at, at the beginning of the show was wild. Was wild. Yeah. So much uh, you guys were awesome. Uh, and, and then the liveliness, man, I'm trying to scroll up in the comments. It's just it's nuts. so much. It's just nuts. Yeah. So Such many comments. Engagement. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. You guys were, this was one of the greatest, it's one of the most fun things. And I'm going to throw this comment for me and back up from the guys that did the yeah, kind of the yeah, subscription yeah. Uh, donations out there. Uh, but one of the most fun times uh, that we've had on the show for sure on any show, for sure. Uh, you guys were awesome tonight. You brought your a game. Hopefully you had fun with us uh, as we brought a game. Uh, and uh, so that's going to do it. Listen, let me break down the yeah. week here because we got a big week coming. Jake Burns tomorrow. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> He's dead. He made Jake, it that far and that's it. Jake, okay, first of all, I'm not going to put this comment up, but no, that's not what's happening next week. Yeah, uh, I think we'll avoid that. Fumbled. Jesus. Don't track uh, mine, that guy. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Jake Burns going to get on and talk about the Browns a little bit. Uh, I implore you to join us for Garage Beers tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. If you, if you never watch Garage Beers, please watch tomorrow's. We've got one of the biggest names in the NHL, Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, uh, seven-time All-Star, a future Hall of Famer, uh, an All-Star this year. Johnny Hockey joins us on the Garage Beers podcast, even if you don't like hockey. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we're able to get one of the biggest names in the NHL to come join us on the podcast. So fun. So fun. So join us for that tomorrow night, nine o'clock. Uh, and Johnny Hockey will tell you, Ian, how he got his name. And yes, it is related to Johnny football. Uh, so I, I don't like that about it. But <laughs> otherwise, everything's good. But yeah, join us tomorrow, nine o'clock for Garage Beers. Wednesday, seven o'clock, Barry and Fred, OBR Weekly. Thursday, it's Brad Ward and his awesome show, uh, All Eyes on Cleveland. He'll, I don't know who, uh, I don't know who his guest is yet this week, but he always has a good guest on. Yeah, he brings so just make sure, you, make sure you join us all week long on the streaming network, on the website, everywhere else. 
Uh, we really appreciate what you did for us tonight. Yep. We really appreciate. Last thank you goes out to Ian McBride, Ian in the background, getting us on the air, uh, keeping us up to date with everything that was going on uh, in the comments. Thank you, Ian. Thank you guys for putting up with me, my voice, all that crap. Appreciate the birthday wishes and all that. And uh, yeah, listen, until next week, this has been Unscripted. We'll see you then. Cheers. Go Browns, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.